Hey everybody, welcome to Street Fight Radio. We're glad you're here this week. It's Wednesday night, time for a street fight. We appreciate all of you for showing up. That's our our activation sounds in the laboratory down in here in the basement. We are getting ready to do this thing properly. We just left Elevator Brewing. If you live in Columbus, Ohio, you want to hang out, we just had a couple dozen people over there at Elevator Brewing on 4th, their tap room. We watch AEW Dynamite, the uh, wrestling program that happens every single week from Wednesday to 8, 10, 8 to 10 p.m. You can come see us uh, at Elevator Tap Room. Come watch wrestling. A good show tonight. Lots of stuff that happened. Lots of exciting moments. And watching wrestling with a group of people makes it way more interesting than by yourself, I have to say. Uh, thank you to everyone that, that came out tonight. We do appreciate it. As always, we are live streaming on Twitch, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. You can watch us. You can jump in the chat. It's a unified chat, so y'all should be able to talk to each other. Uh, we have a lot of regulars that show up. We love to see your commentary, as always. Uh, there's also on Patreon.com the bonus audio of Team Fight Radio is still going strong. Shannon Strucci. Uh, showed up this week to give us an excellent extra episode which was about persevering and being a proud nerd that didn't give a, the fu- a fuck about what anybody else thought i thought it was uh, a pretty good episode i had i had a great time talking with her and so did gwen and brian uh you can come see us well i'm gonna save that for later i'm gonna save that for a little later some of the live streamers they don't they don't know who our guest is yet you all know who our guest is here um but if you want more Street Fight, head over to patreon.com slash streetfightradio. You can get access to bonus zines, bonus audio, bonus video, all kinds of things. Bonus discounts. There's discount codes and products and all kinds of shit that happens through Patreon. And I think that covers all of the money-grubbing bullshit for this show. How's it going, Brian? Great. Sheets is coming to Columbus. So I'm actually That's the big announcement. Okay, everybody. Okay. So that he was saying we were gonna have a big announcement. Sheets is coming to Columbus in twenty twenty one. Alright, I have to say I was excited to see Sheets is coming. I think they're fucking great. <laughs> the food is fucking good. The sandwiches are great. They have a lot of options for vegetarians. They have a great olive spread. They offer horseradish. <laughs> They have all the stuff that I like. In Ohio, we do not eat fucking food from the gas station. No. It's against our nature. We get milkshakes from the gas station. We do not get food from the gas station. Sheets is going to m- kind of switch things up and let people know what fast service um, at the gas station can be like. So, and to get another opinion on this matter, a true Ohioan. He's not even from Columbus either. That's you true. Know? So we're getting a, the Cincinnati area sort of opinion you excited about sheets drew toothpaste i i am and thanks for having (laughs) me on the wednesday basement show but did you grow up you grew up in cincinnati's another planet people don't understand ohio is like cleveland cincinnati and columbus are three totally different things they're just cincinnati is the south it's probably the confederacy Columbus is normal and in the center and moderate. And then Cleveland is like where like the mafia is. 
That's that's the best way to describe how this state's it, laid there's out. There's a lot of stuff that used to happen in Cleveland is the best thing to say about it. Yeah. <laughs> it Cincinnati is definitely part of Kentucky. The yeah. airports the airports in Kentucky, a lot of the nice parts of Cincinnati are in Kentucky, which is a different state from Ohio. Yeah. Were uh, you in would you have did you eat at gas stations back then? Um I I wouldn't and I'll tell you uh now here we have United Dairy Farmers yes. also big in Cincinnati and you would go just like Brett said you would go and get a milkshake at the gas station but going and getting a sandwich at the gas station was like you would have to be so desperate yeah, I know that's the right. thing it's a, in all in the northeast they're all just eating at gas stations all the don't, time. Don't they have, there's Wawa people. There's Royal Farms they people. Have, there's Sheets people. They have Wawa and Sheets, which are like the two big ones. Pennsylvania. Royal Farms, too. I have to yeah. say Royal Farms. Okay. Royal Farms Mafia okay. will fucking spring you up. Yeah, they'll, they'll say they got the best fried chicken in the world. Oh, I gotta! I love fried chicken. I gotta go. Gas I've station. never been. I've never been that far. Uh, it's in Baltimore. Uh, northeast. Check out Baltimore. Yeah. Oh, I've been. I've been to D.C. I don't think I've seen it in. There's Baltimore. There's not one in D.C. The, yeah, it seems like really Baltimore area thing. I mean, there might be some in Virginia, <laughs> but there's not a lot. I don't know where they're at. I've I've driven by a thousand Royal Farms, and I can't remember where any of them were. But uh, yeah, yeah, it's just against our name, and and you know we do a scumbags scuzzy show right and it's like just against even our nature it's just you're born to not eat at a gas station in columbus ohio and if you do eat at the gas station one there is desperation and like when i worked for the cable company a lot of people ate at the gas station because it's like cheaper than packing even you know like you can go in there and buy a hot dog for like yeah you buy two hot dogs for like 99 cents and if you're good at stacking points <laughs> you get yeah. a lot of free lunches <laughs> But, like, it's just, like, nobody chooses to do it. So I'm excited for the uh, gas. There is actually a gas station by my house, a market district. And uh, it's part of the uh, grocery chain Giant Eagle, and it's a gas station. And they sell sandwiches, and I have never seen somebody buy a sandwich there. No, we're conditioned. <laughs> and Giant Eagle, Giant Eagle's store brand food is, like, pretty good. Mm-hmm. They have a bunch of like store brand pierogies. They have store brand fried chicken, really good. <laughs> yeah. They have store brand Italian sausages. They have all this stuff, but I would never go like a pre made sandwich. <laughs> Once you enclose the sandwich, I don't I'm want it. I'm with you, dude. I've never <laughs> eaten one in my life. I have never eaten a pre made sandwich like wrapped in saran wrap or like in the little container in the machine at work. Never die. I've eaten macaroni and cheese out of the machine at work, but I've never in my life eaten a pre-wrapped sandwich because I think they're fucking hideous. Yeah, I mean, you're weak. You'll die first. (laughs) I'll make my own sandwiches. uh, Before we get really rolling into like the regular stuff, uh, you know, USC, UCSC grad students, we know we have a ton of grad students listening to this show for some odd reason. Uh, we love you, but I mean, it's just this seems very stupid for you. Uh, their stri- their grad students are withholding grades until they get a raise for uh, housing, which is, I mean, when you're uh, at least at Ohio State, like most of your teachers are grad students. Like most of my teachers were grad students. I did not have a lot of professors. Well, I think I had like I can only really remember like two actual 
PhD professors vividly in my mind, maybe three. And it's like, I had a lot more classes than that. So keep it up, folks. I guess they're also like telling people not to swipe their cards in the dining hall, which is neat. Because, I mean, that's crazy, right? That the college charges them for food after they charge them the amount of money they charge them to go to college and then live at college. Yeah, it should be like an all-inclusive resort. <laughs> I it, Fucking, you're exactly right. But I never heard of, yeah, I didn't know they charged them money. The only pe- I've only ever those, seen them where they just, like, get a credit for a lunch and a dinner or something. No, those buck IDs are, like, uh, credit cards that you can load. And, and I can't. I can't do the exact thing justice. I never put money on my buck ID because you could only do it in blocks and blocks were $25. And if you didn't use the block, you couldn't get the money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, no. It was just it's like, just, right. like bits and bits and pieces, just bits and pieces everywhere. Can you give me some like PS4 bucks or something for that? Can I, can I sell that on a website or something? I mean, how can you? Like, why is that? Like, why do they do that? Like, after all the money they get, right? After all the money they get, they have to also do that. Well, I had my my alumni association, and I went to I went to the University of Cincinnati. Like Brian said, I grew up in Cincinnati. I went to school there uh, because it was mostly free. Basically, at the time, they were like rebuilding the whole college. They demolished like half of it and they were rebuilding it. And they said, hey, if you're from Cincinnati and you stay in Cincinnati and you go here, you can go here for essentially free. So I was like, yeah, like obviously, (laughs) right? You fooled them by moving away. Yeah, (laughs) took their I took their money and moved out of town. But it was about uh, two years ago, which has been like, you know, a few years since I completed my degree. Uh, they track me down and it's like seven times a year I get this letter and it's like, don't you want to help other people? And I was like, I do, but giving you money is not how that's not helping other people. That's right. The alumni association calls are like, I haven't gotten one in a really long time. might be because I don't answer the phone, but I just want to be like, and, and you know, you feel so bad because it's students calling that need fucking money. You know, like I'll give I'll give five bucks to you, dude. Yeah, can I give you some money? I'm not yeah, giving. This, I'll buy your lunch. Yeah, I'm not right. giving this fucking institution a dime. Right. <laughs> till I'm making a lot of dimes. So for those of you, some people still don't know who our guest is today. In the chat, they're very surprised to see your face. This is Drew Toothpaste, the one and only online Drew Toothpaste. But we're, you're going to be doing a live show with us on December 27th. So if you're in here in Columbus, you got to be there Friday night. We get to close the bar down. We'll be there till 2 a.m., but the uh, show starts at 9 sharp. Uh, you're going to be our guest for, with your uh, Garbage Brain University podcast, right? Yeah, uh, I've been doing Garbage Brain University for about half a year with Natalie D., and we go through a bunch of weird facts and uh, do a bunch of bong hits and generally go completely off topic and try to try to reel it back in. It was fun. I got to do your flyover episode this week, which was great because I'm very proud of being from flyover country. My opinion on flyover country is I want them to keep it that way so that they don't come here and ruin it. Like I don't want a bunch of coastal elites coming here and ruining the vibe that we have going in flyover country. I'd rather them think they're better than it. I'd rather pay a third of the rent. And half the price for our groceries. Yeah. Yeah, we talked, uh, we also talked, I've been told it's contentious 
uh, the Columbus pizza topic, the square cut pizza. We yeah. talked about our love for square cut party pizza. So uh, it's so good. Yeah, I mean, kids, kids cannot handle a big ass triangle slice of pizza. Well, just, it's just a rule. It's just how it goes. You hand one to them. They flop it on the ground. They slop it around. Uh, you need just a nice little square. little. It's like a cracker with cheese on it right from the right. middle of the pizza. And that's what they want to eat. They don't want anything else. They hate crust. Which they I, don't like, like I it at all. I agree with them in a way. Because, I don't. Like, not agree. I love crust. I'm not saying I agree I'm with I'm a contrast them. guy. Oh, I'm not saying I agree with them at all. I'm saying that like I understand why a child would not like crush sure because it's just like kids have this thing and i'm kind of like this too i'm not just throwing this on kids but they have this thing where like if it doesn't hit you in two minutes it's boring yeah you know and (laughs) if if the part of the pizza with nothing on it it's just boring to them they just find it boring yeah we took the kids to see we took the teens to see knives out Last weekend, which is like a whodunit type movie. Sure. Yeah. First of all, I'm trying to explain a whodunit, right? To who? My niece, Zoe, and Gwen. And they were like, so is it like Us? Like the movie Us? No. Uh, is it like a horror movie? Where they- no, we saw them motherfuckers doing it the whole time. <laughs> yeah, that's what I told them. I was like, it's a mystery because nobody, you don't see the murder or who did it. It's not like a, like a mystery is not is that, all about the murders. You you might as well have just said like, this thing sounds like the cat's pajamas. It's a whodunit, man. It's the cat's pajamas. Yeah, I think we said it's a mystery movie. A whodunit. Oh, no. It's you a know whodunit. What I ended up you saying? do sound old as shit. You know what of. I ended up saying? I said it's a murder mystery, ah. which I guess led them to believe like well there's going to be a lot of mysterious murders in this oh, movie like people, they, they would not figure out that it's a comedy you people know they're going to get murdered and they're going to figure out if it was because of hands across america right and if you're a kid <laughs> though and you hear people are going to get murdered you're like that's very scary like you can't like figure out in your mind that like murder can also be funny <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah they go hand in hand because kids are so afraid to die you know yeah. <laughs> freaks them out like oh I know I was, you know. Well, kids just constantly think that, like, as adults, you're going to be around folks that are going to try to, like, secretly murder you or something. They just think that, like, you know, they believe that, like, you're going to encounter quicksand and acid and murderers, tornadoes. Like, they learn about all this stuff that can happen in the world. And then it's like, it's not going to, it's just going to be like dealing with your day job is going to be like the biggest tragedy like of environmental your life. <laughs> environmental hazards they think there's going to be a lot of jungles yeah yeah <laughs> no. they imagine that they're going to have to figure out how to yeah to to braid their own rope i'm going to say this and i fully realize it's going to make me sound like a total fool but i think i've been in quicksand before like i think no. one time come on like here on, like in columbus radio not program in columbus. <laughs> this is not I did step in that concrete. That was kind of like quick. <laughs> That's the closest you know, you know about that. But I did walk into a bunch of freshly poured concrete and I stepped in it and I was like, oh, that's a weird step. So I put my other foot in it and looked <laughs> down and I was cupped to my shoes all over my shoes in concrete. No, we went on a vacation to like, um, I don't know. It was one of those Outer Banks places, and there was this saying. The outer like, Banks. Yeah, like a Hilton or one of those. It was one of these vacations we went on as a family, and there was sand, and you would, like, sink it. Now, it wasn't going to take you. 
You know, like this, so this, it this, was like slow sand. It wasn't quick it sand. It wasn't quick at all. It wasn't it would have never killed you. I'm not saying it would have killed you, but I felt like I remember being like, This is fucking quicksand, y'all. Cause I'm like sinking in a little bit. Can you you guys believe this? And nobody else was into it with me, but like I, I think it was just wet sand, maybe. Yeah. They didn't believe you until you took like a long rod and laid it across it and then climbed out of the quicksand yeah, no, to save your life. I don't think like I don't think all quicksand is like deep enough now there's only it's a one kind thing there's only only deep this just the one and it's very rare well i mean in like you know compared to like you know there's only so the only quicks there's not varying degrees of quicksand no 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 it's not like a concept i've never been in quicksand before you've been in sand i've been in sand that was wet (laughs) that i was sinking into my feet like slow slowly I was like, oh, this is quicksand, is what I was saying. When I was yeah. It, it was would... like harder to walk, you know? You were doing like a commercial. <laughs> I wasn't. I w- I, wow, I this, thought, is some sli- this is quicksand. This is a fast sand. No, I thought. Woo, that's a slick sand. I guess I just thought there were varying de- degrees no, that, of quicksand, and there was only one kind that could kill you. And then, like, they get, some are shallow, sure. some are deep. Yeah. You know, and some of it moves slower and some of it's very quick. And I thought I was just, you know, I just had walked in to like yeah. a thing and I was sinking into it for sure. And I had to work harder to lift right. my foot up and keep moving. Right. And it was sand yeah. and it seemed wet. And I always thought quicksand seemed wet to me. Yeah. I, uh... <laughs> I think it just was something <laughs> in my mind that I thought it was wet. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that sounds right. That's what I mean. Is uh, you know, when like I don't know, you just you have having kids. They do believe in magic still. Like uh, my daughter definitely knows that like we can't do magic, and it doesn't really happen anywhere. But she kn- she does kind of have an inkling that somewhere else people are actually doing magic and shit. Like we're just boring parents to choose not to do mad to study <laughs> magic. You well, know, this came up on, on <laughs> go on quests fight. or anything. This came up on Teen Fight a little bit that like Gwen used to like think she saw celebrities in the cars next to us while we were driving. And I was like, dude, I never like said anything to crush it, you know? But the whole time I'm just like, yeah, that might be her. I mean, sometimes they get out to Columbus, Ohio, you know? It was like that she would be watching Hannah Montana oh, and then she yeah. was six or something yeah. and she'd be like, "Dad, I just saw Hannah Mon- uh, or Miley Cyrus in the car next to us." And I'd be like, "No, you didn't." And like, why would she be driving like a Honda Civic or something? <laughs> right? <laughs> you know what I mean? But it was like she I I think like I think kids don't like they still feel like like there's possibilities everywhere. Yeah. That, like anything they don't they don't know. know that outside like when my kid is like I want to travel and you know we go to Texas and it I mean it's different from Ohio but it's roughly like when you go into a city it's like a lot of the same stuff they just look a little bit different and it's like hard to explain to them like. Yeah, the whole world's basically just a bunch of cities that are kind of the same. <laughs> yeah, and there used to be Kowloon Walled City. That was that was pretty cool. That was a whole. It was like one of those condos, you know, those condos that are five stories 
and the bottom is like yoga and then a special type of bread. Oh, like a mixed juice thing? Is that? Yeah, but it was a whole, but it was called Kowloon Walled City and they made illegal noodles and stuff in there. It was in Hong Kong. Oh, I remember And then this. They, knock, they knocked it down. Oh, so the whole, that was the only thing that was different in the whole world. Now it's gone. Yeah, yeah. Well, that one place in California, which we got invited to, but I got scared and then we didn't go because we never have enough time in California, but... uh. What is that place, Brett, that somebody told us they went to Slab City? Oh, you almost went to Slab I mean, City? We could have got somebody, one of our fans goes to Slab City, hangs in Slab City, and asked if we wanted to go to Slab City with oh, them. You want to go with us? That's Can we put on the calendar. If I if I'm ever out in California and I have an open invitation, I would go and I understand like scheduling is what it is. You gotta come back here, you gotta work. <laughs> but if I had if I if I could go and I got invited, I would. I've seen a lot about it. It's just too wild. There's too many different people out there. I really I really like it. And there's like only slightly, like, I think it's only slightly elevated my chance of danger. No, it's, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's there like. Isn't. I mean, you're, yeah, I mean, that's all made up stuff. That's all speculation. No, I mean, it, we, for me, it was like the discomfort and also I would be afraid of the people. You know what I mean? Like, as in just, like, they're probably really big personalities that have been through a lot of stuff. And for me, that, like, kind of thing scares me a lot. Like, where it's like, I would oh, just, buddy. I <laughs> would go places like that where you go and there's a lot of really wild people. I would be very content to just go and, like, take it all in and listen to people and, like, at most, I would, like, ask them, like, what was that like? And, like, they'll fucking tell you. They live in the middle of a desert, and everybody around there has heard their stories, and they're like, shit, I get to tell all my stories again. Yeah. I would 100% go, yeah. Yeah, sounds like a good time. Yeah, I, I'm into that stuff. I uh, I mean, this, this, like, you have to... Like you have to, like we don't we don't ever take those people into account. Like I I feel like a kinship with people out there. You yeah. know, it's like they're not dangerous. They're just no, like they're living yeah. more truly than I am. I mean, I hate to be a dick. <laughs> I hate to be a total dick because this is going to come off like a dick. I don't consider them dangerous. I, what I'm trying to say is, no, it would probably be annoying. Yeah, yeah, no, I get that. Personally, dangerously. Well, annoying. I don't want the listeners to think like I don't like them or anything, or those people are bad, or like that I think that they would kill me. It wouldn't just. I have a low threshold for being annoyed, and I just feel like if you move Wait. to Slab City, we may be annoying. We need to go to is the uh, is the skate is the big skate park in Ohio skate naked Skatopia oh. is that still open? Yes, can that we, is. That maybe that'll be our first baby step into that world. Maybe we'll see if we can get there. Uh, we got to do some news this week. Well, do we, we don't have to really, yeah, but I had news. a news story this that we needed to cover because I posted it online and, and it was uh Dece it was the sixth fucking when things happen after we've recorded i feel like that's bullshit you know like what the hell this happened last thursday okay so it feels very old but we never got to cover it on the show you know this is exactly what happened when hillary clinton went on howard stern in december instead of october which was fucked up because i was covering him at that time <laughs> so anyway at chipotle you can this is from cnn this is not my shit at Chipotle, you can't fool anyone with a fake sick day. According to Business Insider CEO Brian Nickel told a conference Wednesday that nurses can check on employees who call in sick to see if they're genuinely ill and not hungover. 
Um, Nichols told today that the policy is to make sure all employees are healthy enough to prepare food, not to check on their drinking habits, which... But you're going to throw them on the line if they're hungover, right? Right. <laughs> right? I mean, it's like, or dock their pay or something. Like, you're in trouble. I, yeah, and I think I wanted to, I, I think this is why do you need? I, why do you care? Like, if you don't, if you don't give a shit about, uh, if you don't give a shit about it, then you don't check it. You just let them use their time as they want. And, okay, so if they have paid sick days, right? That, in my opinion, means you get paid to stay home because you're sick. Yeah. In it, my opinion, when you have a hangover, you're sick as fuck. You're sick. Yeah, you're sick. That's that's. I feel sick. Sickness. Yeah. Although yeah. I'd rather go to work and get paid for it, but you're definitely sick. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't. That counts as a sickness. Exactly. I drank too much poison. I'm sorry. <laughs> I drank too much poison. <laughs> I, <laughs> we all drink poison. Everybody around here drinks poison. Everybody <laughs> likes a little bit of poison after work. Okay? Some of us a little hell of too much poison. So what? So what? It happens. I can't fucking figure out, like... So is this... I can look at this as, like, a mega conspiracy. It's, like, two sort of different conspiracies, Right? One, they're saying that they're not going to do this to see if people are hungover. They're saying that they... Let's look for they it. Know, they're, if, they're already letting you know. They're already letting you know we know whether or not you're sick or hungover. Exactly. This they're is broad, a threat. broadcasting. Yeah. This is a threat to their employees. This is not for their well-being. Because I posted this. And I got a lot of responses that are like, read the article, read the article. And I did read the article. And it said that this is a step in order for them to make sure that people aren't getting yeah. sick and coming in and poisoning Sounds food. great. Yes, that is wonderful. I wish all restaurants would do that, but they don't, and everybody working is sick. Yeah, let me ask you this. Let me tell you this, too. What if somebody doesn't have any sick days left and they're sick? Are they going to test them and say, ah, we can't let you work on the line, or are they going to say you have to work on the line? If they, if they really cared, here's what they would do if they really cared about their employees' health, and this will never happen anywhere, but what they would do is they would test you. They would do a fucking Theranos, like a saliva thing. They would make you spit in a cup or they would make you lick a little diabetic strip. And then they'd be like, you have the flu. You cannot work at Chipotle. We'll pay you for your time off because you didn't get the flu on purpose. Yeah, yeah. Because nobody's, be nobody's going to get sick to duck work because See, work is always better than being sick. You can't take that deal, man, because then they're going to be like, if they catch you drinking, they're, they're going to make you, they're going to fuck you up. Well, I just think that like there, there are different types of sick. And I don't think that anybody drinks to get a hangover either. I don't think you're making yourself sick when you call in sick from with a hangover, this, right? No. Like you no, the are job, sick. No, you, this Chipotle made me sick. God <laughs> yeah. damn it. That's who made me sick. That's who made me drink all this poison. <laughs> if I, mean, I wasn't dealing point. with this fucking environment, I wouldn't need all this poison. I mean, that is a valid point too. It's kind of like, what makes me want to drink all the time? <laughs> yeah, this Chipotle, basically. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, that job seems hard as fuck to me. That's one of those fast food jobs that I look at. And, and I'm just like, okay, so like, 
everybody back there is always working hard when I'm there. Yeah. There's never anybody just fucking standing around. Well, there's constantly a line. There is constantly a line. And now they even are making online orders, you know? And really probably can't afford to have people calling in sick. But the thing is, people get fucking sick. Yeah, so we know that. They got you all should the, have enough people working. The Chipotle people got the rest of us sick. I know. Remember the fuck at that place got, you know, sneezed on the sneezed on it a couple years back. Fuck the Powell up. Chipotle, wasn't it? 670 people got sick off of the Chipotle. It was just north of Columbus. It's up by the zoo. <laughs> yeah. It's like uh, Typhoid Mary of 2018. It's also hilarious because it? when I was a kid... If it's your time, it's your time. I'm sorry, go ahead. When I mean, when not when I was a kid, but when Chipotle first came to town... That was like a clean eating place. It, it was like people who were like slightly more upscale, who were trying to do the right thing. Oh, they yeah. Ate, yeah. Would go to Chipotle. And it was sort of like when Starbucks was like a signifier of a certain like class. You know, uh-huh. there was a time where people who drank Starbucks were considered like, they, basically not everybody drank Starbucks. Now everybody drinks it. But there was a time, you know, and Chipotle was that. And to watch it fall as hard, like, that's an incredible rise and fall, I think, to me, is the Chipotle story. Because now people just it's... consider it a thing that makes you sick when you eat it. Well, you know, <laughs> they have you go in every Chipotle, and of course it's a chain, so everything is designed identically you know how they have all the holes in the wall yeah apparently it's a big thing that people regularly will be waiting at chipotle like brett said there's always a line they'll stick their finger in the hole the finger gets stuck in the hole and then like emts have to come get the finger i don't know if they have a special tool at this point but they have to come and regularly like pull some dipshit's finger out of the wall out of the wall art yeah, yeah, that could happen to me. I, I, I'll say, I like to. I, if I see a hole big enough to put my finger, I just put it in there. <laughs> it just seems like it, what's going on behind that. Yeah, you know, I'm curious. I'm a guy that like is looking. But my other like theory is this: this isn't just Chipotle. This is like bosses everywhere got together, this- and Chipotle drew the short straw, and they had to be the one that was like. We're hiring fucking nurses now, I'm, and you will not call in sick. I, I think it's bullshit. I mean, I think it is. It is an Infowars campaign in that they are making their employees be afraid of this. But to put this out there and to pay a nurse for each Chipotle or to work, what? How many stores does a nurse get assigned to? How much are you willing to pay for that versus not not paying someone minimum wage job for the day is way cheaper than paying for two hours of a fucking nurse's time. Right. And also, <laughs> like, if the company's going to hire a nurse, maybe she should, like, do something for their well-being, too. It's like, they just, they hire a nurse to snitch on people. <laughs> like, that's her only job, you know? That puts in, that's that puts a somebody who's, like, a, a qualified nurse who has gone through all of this training and is like, I want to help people. And you end up ratting out hungover Chipotle <laughs> employees to their fucking burrito boss. That's yeah. not right. Yeah, yeah. You end up just, yeah, dragging somebody, showing up to somebody's like, showing up to somebody's house with like a, an IV or like a, a syringe to test them. Yeah. Take their blood. How fucking wild is that? I mean, this I is went- just, I would be fucked in today's workforce. I would just be... 
I would either be miserable in my everyday life or fired every three months. But I, yeah, I, I want to know if they're putting this to practice. And I, I don't know. I, I, I like it sucks because there isn't a lot of explanation behind it. Like how they don't actually explain how this isn't like testing. Well, they're just saying that it's like, like kinda, we're only doing it because we care about the health and safety. That's it. Yeah. They're saying this is how now we're uh, going to uh, make it so people don't get poisoned uh, unfortunately, by our food. Unfortunately, we have to point out that a lot of you are just hung over and you're not <laughs> actually sick is what they're saying. Right. Well, I've had jobs. Have you ever had like a job where you went in and you were like, uh, I'm sick. And then they're like, like, what's wrong with you? As if they're like about to pass judgment on whether you're sick. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. With the warehouse, like they they would like doctors excuses weren't even enough for them. (laughs) If it wasn't contagious shit, they were like, okay, you went to the doctor. So what? It said you went at 1045 in the morning. Your shift starts at 1 p.m. You know, like they were like on that tip. That's when I started getting into pink eye real bad, real big. Like I would just rub my fucking eye raw because that was like a contagious thing that was on the books. Like if you have conjunctivitis, like you get a whole fucking day off. So I would show up to work with a red fucking eye and they'd be like, you got to leave. And I'd be like, oh, damn it. I I showed up. I put my work boots on for this. I didn't have like, you know, the new fucking Madden waiting at the house for me right now. I worked with fucking uh, food poisoning one day where I was like actually throwing up out of the van. Like I would stop and throw up real quick back behind the van and then go in and do the job and then stop and go to the van. I just kept and I would call I called my boss and was like telling him and he was like, oh, is it really that bad? Like, are, are you like. Have you, like basically he asked me if I had shit my pants? Yeah, and I said no, and he was like, "Ah, oh, you know, yeah. just gotta get through the day." You know? That's just a, but that's just a matter of timing. It could have happened. <laughs> I, I know, I know. I mean, because I was raised to believe that when you want to call in sick and you're not really sick, you just tell them you have diarrhea because they're so uncomfortable they don't want to talk about the diarrhea. You know, oh, that's, a good, yeah. that's a good move. That was always that was always the thing, and it worked for me every fucking time. One time I had my friend's yeah. dad call in and tell him I had diarrhea. <laughs> oh, like there. it's got to be serious yeah, if yeah, there's yeah. some. Ryan's on the toilet, dude. <laughs> he can't make it in. I, you know, we've been. Sitting He's here. crying. He wants to work so bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a hard sell. I, I, um, I can't Im- like. I went to work with a lot of hangovers. I also called off because a lot of hangovers, but I also, a lot of times when I called off, I was very strict about it where it was like, they don't really need to know why. That you I know, felt that way. Too. I got to the point when I was like, it like just so fed up with like being gainfully employed that I would just want to push the boundaries or I'd be like, I'm not coming in today. Like, why are you not coming in today? I was like, I'm not coming in today because according to the attendance plan, I have 11.5 <laughs> occurrences before I get fired and I'm at nine occurrences right now. <laughs> so if I don't come in today, that's going to put me at 10 occurrences, which is enough to get me fired. That's why I'm not coming in. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I, I was like, never. There's no other, nothing else you need to know, you know, beyond that. When I worked at the call center, they were open 365 days a year, 24 hours a day. And uh, on Christmas, I called and said, uh, hey, I'm not going to make it in. I'm sick. And the dude was like, oh, you got the Christmas flu? And I was like, yeah. 
and then hung up on <laughs> yeah. You know it. You know the one. Like, I knew from the day they said I was going to have to work Christmas that I was definitely going to call off on Christmas. Yeah. Like, and that's yeah. not fair. Because all the suckers that show up, they have a great time together. They have memorable time, you know, doing all the work for everybody else. You know, they <laughs> they really build relationships. Have you worked, uh, have you ever worked like Thanksgiving, Christmas? Yeah, absolutely. I, I always, I love extra money. Like, I hate tradition and sentimentality and love extra money so i have worked a lot no i've been in those crews where it's like nobody shows up and it's hilarious i you know like four hour jobs of like calling people on thanksgiving and bothering them like it's hilarious at that point it's just like i can't believe you're making me do this you know but let's go for it yeah they I people mean, you know people can still run a credit card today i've somehow gotten out of thanksgiving and christmas every year now there was one year where there was like a really crazy ice storm and they told me I was going to have to work on Christmas to restore cable. And I just said, no. And then they were like, uh, well, you got to come in. It's mandatory. And I was like, oh, well, you know, you might want to put a sick day in there for me and just prepare for me not to be there. <laughs> Definitely not going to be there. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh... well, come, how about you come to my house, grab me by the hand and drag me there and make me do it? <laughs> they would have taken that, dude. And it might even, they probably would have had to rough me up a little, too. Yeah. I just, I, I have always been very, like, I hated working Saturdays. Like, I had a period where I worked tuesday through saturday and i felt like the fucking whole world was against me like i've never felt more aggrieved and like angry and just like stepped on than when i was working tuesday through saturday every saturday i was pissed i just used to furious i used to go in on saturdays to get overtime when i worked at this factory and i would go in from like 7 to 11 and i was like i've got the rest of the day I've got the afternoon but still, I would go in, it would be very peaceful, but my job was recycling toxic waste. Yeah. So I would go in and I would like suit up and I'd put like the ET, you know, when they come through the tube on ET, I would put on like the whole suit and the face mask and I'd stand there and I'd dump toxic waste into a larger, into like a larger <laughs> container. And it was like, I got to do stuff that wasn't part of my normal job and I got paid extra, but it was like, Every time I was done, I was like, I just ruined my Saturday, even though I was done at 11. Right. And you know what's funny about those days, too, is that attitude when you work like a Saturday and you're not supposed to work, that like different attitude you get to have when you come in. Like, because I would come into work on days that I didn't have to work sometimes, too, just as like, oh, I could use a little bit of extra money. I'll work a little bit of overtime. And if my attitude was what my attitude was the days that I came in where I didn't have to every day, I would still be working a real job because that, because I was always is, just like, say something to me, motherfucker. Fuck you. You know, this is, I, I can leave if I want to. You're like, this is my true self. This <laughs> yeah. is when, this yeah. is when the real me comes out. Exactly. I'd when like, when I'd I'm like overtime, yeah. that's the real me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dude, I would come into work. Uh, if, if they made, if they asked me to work overtime at the cable company, I would like come into work in my regular ass shoes instead of my work boots. Mm. Yeah, like, yeah. Shorts. Yeah. 
<laughs> wearing shorts and it's like, yep. oh, you don't like it? Send me home, I the guess. Extra I day know. energy is great. <laughs> yeah. When they did, when at the warehouse, they did seven days. They literally did a mandatory Sundays for people. And it was like, we would show up and we were just crazed. Like, we were just fucking animals. Like, we were just looking at each other with, like, wildness <laughs> in our eyes. Like, yeah. just asking for any reason to burn the place down, you know? <laughs> <laughs> if somehow we could get everybody on extra hours mindset, we could get like a yeah, way that would elevate place. it. Yeah, that <laughs> it's like sort of a. It's you know what it is. It's like that is what you would be like in like my world. It's like the employees would be acting like that all the fucking time. Oh yeah, you like, come in. You come in to your job Monday. And it's 8.30 and you've been like yep. fucking around for a half hour drinking coffee and your boss comes in and your boss is wearing shorts with like coconuts on them. And then you're like, what's up? And your boss is like, I don't care. Nobody's even supposed to be here today. Like that would be slick, right? Popular job. Pays well. Post office. Still a pretty decent job. The one by me, I went to go, go to a pickup today, and there was a surly post office clerk there that is fucking hilarious. Someone walked up and said, how you doing today? And she said, okay, fine. She's, I'm sorry. She said, I'm doing okay, doing dandy, doing fine. If you believe that, I'll give you another line. Oh, <laughs> is she, like she a character in the yes, neighborhood? Yes, yes. At that post has, office, she is just constantly ribbing every single person there. She's like, "You're a customer. Like, you should stop doing that." Is <laughs> that stop being a customer? Is is that the post office next to the Chinese buffet? No, it's on. It's a north. It's the uh, uh, North Broadway one or Henderson Road. Sorry, Henderson, the Clinton. Okay, building. it's okay. the big switch point for this area. I used to have a post office box next to the Chinese buffet, and I would drop so much stuff off there that they, like, very aggressively hated me. She was just, <laughs> she, they were, she was, a few of the people, like, I, I really did, a, I really enjoyed the way that they conducted themselves, because there was a woman that looked like she was confused at the counter on what box she would use, and the other clerk was like, well, you need to go grab one of the boxes over there, which are flat rate, and that's like the amount is on the box, or you need to go over there and use one of these boxes. That's all calculated by size, weight, all of that. And the woman's just looking at her confused, and then she was like, basically what I'm saying is you need to go either there or there. You need to like leave from in front of me right now. <laughs> like I don't have anything else to offer you. Like I've gave you the two decisions. Like I'm done guiding you on your mission of mailing something today. Well, my it's, it's a good post office. <laughs> my favorite is that like whoever is above them is either like not hammering down or it's like so bad that they're like Nobody else will do this job. I can say whatever I want. Like, I love it. I have a box now. It's at the Hub downtown. It's on Twin Rivers. It's like right next, you know, you pull out and you see the whole downtown, like, yeah. open up with the big iPhone ad. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I saw a new clerk get hired down there. She was really, really super nice. And I go in two, three times a week. Right, and I have to go to the desk. You know the whole routine. You mail a lot of stuff. I've always had to mail a lot of stuff and uh, go in. She's like, how are you today? And I was like, ooh, wow, what's with the good attitude? I didn't say anything, but I was like, well, I've never seen her here before. 
And I went in, and then I remember there was a day when I went in. It was like after Thanksgiving. She got hired sometime in like September. I go in after Thanksgiving, and she is giving somebody the fucking routine. She's like, you fill this out before you come to the desk. I need you to understand this. You walk right over there. You do not come up to me until every letter and number is filled in on this form. And then she sees me. She's like, oh, hi. How are you? I'm like, here's my stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Like six weeks, eight weeks, it just destroyed it just destroyed any bit of goodwill I mean, she had. And I understand it, but it's, yeah, yeah, yeah I understand I mean, people, it. I, I was, I, I tweeted about it, but I was saying that like even doing promotion for the live show to me at this point, a little bit feels like forced customer service voice where I'm like, Hey everybody, I hope you come out this Friday, the 27th. I'm going to have a great time myself. I'm just jazzed about it. I can't wait for it to see all your smiling faces, exclamation point, exclamation point, you know? <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, and like, like they're, they don't have to do that. Like, they have protections. They have, like, a workplace where they don't have to do that. They're, you know. A good union. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and well, they, not they, a good union. I mean, I've heard that that's slipping, but there is one of the aspects of a, that I do like about it is the honesty and the openness, you know, and that people aren't forced to act like, you know, this is the most pleasant thing they're doing, you know. Well, it's, that's the same thing with the BMV. Is it's kind of like, you have to fucking come here. So guess what? Fuck you, you know? And, like, the way I think about, like, an employee like that, where you're saying, like, that what the situation is with the boss, there is always the possibility that the boss is afraid of her. Which is, like, oh, I mean, yeah. I've seen that yeah. happen where somebody is just like, I've been the person that's, like, so much. Just, you just become so much that, like, the boss is just... At a time, it's just, just like, fuck it, just let him do what he's going to do. You know, like, he's, fuck him, I'm not going to fire him. You know, I've, I've, I've felt like that before on jobs. But there were guys I worked with at all my old jobs. Like, in the call center, there was, like, this old punk rock guy. And he did, he stunk at answering phones. I mean, I'm talking, like, he was surly to everybody and so what, instead of fucking firing him, they made him a manager so he wouldn't have to be on the phone anymore. And he was just a manager. He's just like this old fucking punk rock guy that was like not good at his job. But I think they were just afraid of him. So they were like, let's not promote that guy. You Damn. Know? See, that would be my job before the internet, before social media. That's why it would have been. What? Just some mean customer service man who's like. I don't know, you know, you're not going to get any satisfaction from me, man. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it was more like just, uh, he was, I don't think he was surly to the customers as much as like he didn't follow the, the call rules, which we did not have a script. There wasn't a script. There was like kind of an opening you had to do where (laughs) it's like how they say wrestling promos should be written. They told you where you had to go and (laughs) like what had to get in. And part of answering the phones at this place, I was doing tech support, is that you, hey, well, uh, thank you for calling bellsouth.net. My name is Brian. Uh, Can I get your first and last name? And then you ask for their email address and then their phone number. And then they're like, and it was like, what can I help you with today? And then they would tell you what the issue was that you could help them with. And then your response had to be, I'm sorry that that is happening to you. And like a lot of people, I mean, 
you know, probably mostly dudes had a really hard time with the uh, I'm sorry. Because it's really? like, I'm not sorry, dude. I'm not sorry your internet doesn't work. Like, I got fucking nothing to do with your internet, you know? <laughs> and like, I failed a lot too on that. It was just like. Did it, you ever, did you ever say that sucks? Like I, that. <laughs> that would be better though. That would actually. Because that would be like. If somebody, if I was like, hey, you know, because I always, I always try to do the thing. I'm like, hey, you know, first of all, I tried flipping the switch and stuff. I tried jiggling. I, I tried you. jiggling. I did all the stuff you want me to do because I don't want to waste your time. And then if the guy just said that sucks, I'd be like, yeah, what's up? Now we're talking. I mean, I hated you. Can I tell you that? Like in all of my jobs, the guy that called in. The guy that called in to the internet job that said, uh, um, I already did this, this, and this, so you don't have to worry about that right now. I was always like, fuck you, man. Oh, but I didn't say it like that. I didn't. That's but a you, tone. Or that's a go, tone problem. Or when you go to work, at, I would go to work at people's houses fixing their cable and shit, and they'd be like, I already tried that. I already tried that. I already tried that. And I'd be like, Okay, well, I got to try it. Because, like, so many times, there is a requirement that the worker put you through that no matter what. Yeah, like, but a in script you, where they have to put you through that. You and know? they can't, if you go to somebody's house, you can't trust that they actually oh, I know. did it. I know. Right? Or right. So they're, yeah. Well, I say, I always say, though, I mean, I don't give a shit about what the person on the other line thinks about, but you can jump ahead. If you do tell them what what you've already done, I have been on customer service calls where they are fluid enough to be like, all right, okay, well, we can work on something else. But then sometimes they're like, well, sir, I still have to ask you to reboot the machinery. Yeah. And it's like, all right. Whenever well, we're going to – I got to figure out who – but, like, you have to figure out who you're dealing with, right? Yeah. Yeah, like which one it's going to be. It's you like, are you like clamped down in a flow chart to, that you have to squeeze me through? Or are you a little more freewheeling? Well, I think that like on the side of the repair person or the person on the other side of the phone, at least with me, it was just kind of like uh, this 99% of the time this fixes the fucking problem. And like, we should at least give it a shot now. And then if it doesn't work, I'll go to the extra step. Like I would, just, yeah. you, you would go into a person's house and you would unplug their cable box for like five seconds and then plug it. I never did it for five seconds. The listeners have informed me that there is a difference, but I was always under the understanding that it didn't matter how many seconds. So anyway, I would unplug it and then plug it back in. And every time I did, a lot of times I did that, dudes would be like, I already did that. And then I would say 60% of those times, the problem was them in the past trying to fix their own cable and fucking something up. Yeah. Like going to Radio Shack and buying the tools and trying to do it themselves. Like when you finally get down to it, I mean, when you fix things for a living, you do find out that like a lot of it is the customer's fault. Like just in Oh, in yeah. And it's wild what know? people will do. <laughs> yeah, it is. Like bikes, like getting people's old bikes that they're like, oh, I, I tried to to fix it, and it was like, how did you round this this nut? Like, why didn't you choose something else? How did you go all the way to making you know to taking every single edge off of this fucking nut? <laughs> it's funny, man, because people don't like. I have kind of learned to like over the years. I've kind of learned to just be patient with the uh, 
with the person on the other end of the phone when it comes to like troubleshooting my internet and stuff. Because like, I do understand that their hands are tied because if you do send a person to somebody's house, you can end up getting in trouble for that later on. If it, if the person who went to the house decides that it was unnecessary to have gone to the house, then they can go back to work and tell your boss. And then, you, you know what I mean? Like it, it trickles back to you all the time. It's so fucking weird being, it, it, I, I think if, my experience as a, like a repairman was like one of the, it was just one of the most enlightening things about how people actually are, you know? <laughs> and yeah. if that's the thing is that I never, I am n- never ever like mean to people on the phone. Cause number one, I know how much it sucks ass have to be there. I, have not done call center work, Oof, but I've it, literally <laughs> everybody I know that lives in Columbus has done call center work. Yeah, there's lots of phone work here. And it's like, first off, it's like, no matter how pissed off I get, I will always be like, if the guy's like, okay, I need you to do this, I will always be like, okay, I was like, yeah, they make you do that, right? <laughs> I will always try to be like nice to the person. And I always, just because like, no matter what I've got going on, no matter how much it pisses me off to like not be online right now, I'm just like, this is the person that is going to determine my fate. It is. Like, and and like beyond like just being nice to other people, which is just a weird priority of mine, probably like a pathology. But it's also hard to be nice to them. This is, this is where we're talking. Oh yeah. No, it's not, it's not hard. It's not hard to be nice. I, I feel, and this is part of the thing, Brian, is that, I will be, I will force myself to be nice. I will force myself to calm down. And part of it is like me taking a deep breath. And then in my mind, I'm like, I'm so fucking nice. (laughs) I am so good. I am so mad right now, but I am not even going to say anything. (laughs) This guy, he just works over here. I am so mad. And he is going to listen to how calm I am. And he's going to know how good I'm being right now. (laughs) I mean, I've done I've done a lot of years on the phone, and I do have to say that, like, and I have, and I do get better results when you take that person on your side as someone that can help you solve the problem. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you have to yeah. have to. You like the company sucks. The company is frustrating, and they have a lot of rules. And this person deals with this stuff all day long. They are in charge of how far you get in your circumstances and when you start cussing at them like when people when people would cuss at me and when people would call me fucking names i had a guy that one time that said he was in the mafia he was gonna get my whole family killed and stuff like i would just feign stupidity like i would just pretend like i didn't know what he was saying and like i couldn't get it done and like i didn't understand what he was saying yeah. like i could just make the whole thing shut down and pr- make nothing happen just be stupid just yeah be like, just I'm be just start- a stupid guy you, the phone. you think i'm a more everybody thinks that everybody that calls into this place thinks i'm a moron i could just play stupid and get myself out of any fucking call that i want to and you're not going to get what you want you're going to fulfill your prophecy right you're going to be you're going to prove yourself right that the phone company is full of idiots and that you can't get what you want because i pretended to be stupid but if you call in you say this is very frustrating to me okay 
I spend all day long looking at the rules, and I know what's very frustrating about the rules. <laughs> yeah. And if you come yeah. clean about it, and if you you sidle alongside of me and say this is a frustrating thing because I expected this, and I think thought things were going to go this way. That is how you get someone to help. That is how you get through the next thing. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's you know, bitching your way all the way to the manager might get you like a two hundred dollar gift card or something that you can brag about on Facebook. But like, you're oh, I, I'm never, I'm never ever gonna get some fucking regular person in trouble. I'm, I'm never gonna put somebody in trouble. Like, it's not their fucking company. If my if your internet goes out, it's either because a squirrel chewed through the which literally has happened to me. Yeah, a squirrel. Everybody, we should kill all the squirrels. They're, actually, yeah, that's. <laughs> they used to talk about putting po po squirrel poison on the poles. Yeah, they're like people don't want squirrels dropping dead from like. But I, I, I think but there was always. I'm just, I just want to say to wrap it up. Sorry to cut you off. There is one. There was always like once every few months, there was one insane asshole that would just be mean all the way through and never say a cuss word and would just keep escalating it. And he would run roughshod over the whole business and the air, the whole, he would do better business bureau and all that stuff. There was one asshole that would take advantage of it, but anybody else that treated me like shit and everybody else that treated like the people like shit, they just got shut down. They just never got what they I wanted. Know. You yeah. just stayed frustrated. You call in frustrated, calling people names, you're going to fucking stay that way. I'm, the you guys know? that get what they want. I'll tell you the mean, the only mean people that get what they want are this is unacceptable people is what I used to call them. And like they are honestly the worst people in the world. And I, if I could find all of the this is unacceptable people, I would put them in jail because <laughs> yeah, I think they they're win, a blight on the fucking world. But they do end up winning in the end. But like I have had people tell me absolutely impossible. I know. Like you will tell them this is not scientifically possible. Yeah. And they'll be like, um, that's unacceptable. That's We got to figure out how that. And it's like, well, I can't make, you know, it would be like, you can only have so many TVs hooked up. And you would tell somebody, well, if you have 16 TVs hooked up, you're going to need an amplifier. <laughs> and that's going to cost you $100. We'll install it for $100. And they'd be like, that is unacceptable. And it's like, you have 16, 16. fucking TVs. Yes. You got a little extra circumstance going on. You got to pay to play here, right? I didn't even yeah. pay the cost to be the boss. You got 16 <laughs> TVs, my friend. I know. Uh, that's, it, where the, that, that's the thing, too. It's those people that don't need it that are the ones yeah. that become oh, the I know. problem. Too. It's always, yeah, the, the people that it would be, you know, we would like, you would take advantage of just millions of customers. And it would be the guy that got slighted on $4 that would mm -hmm. take it all the way to court. You know, like that yeah. would just be like, oh, yeah, yeah. I, uh, that's unacceptable. That's yeah, that just that does it. That did that does it. I mean, that really when people talk about, uh, you know, can, may I speak to your manager? I feel like they should throw that as unacceptable in there. Like, I think that should be another phrase that we like excise. Like, we get rid of that phrase. No more that that is because that is a frustrating thing to hear as a worker. Period from a customer because it's it just is like. It symbolizes a type of person who is smart enough to know what the fuck they're doing, and they're just being an asshole. They know they're being an asshole, and they're just going to be an asshole until you make them happy. You know what I mean? Well, imagine, imagine 
I don't know. I I always feel like when I call in or I'm doing something, I'm like, well, I would like the internet to work, but I can't imagine calling in and being like, no, don't you understand how much I want the internet to work? Don't you understand <laughs> how important I am? Like that just never like, can I speak to your, like, I don't want to speak to your manager. Your manager is probably an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm and I'm not, I'm just going to call in and I'm going to see if you can make the internet work. And if it's just not going to happen, then it's not going to happen. I mean, yeah, but what about right? when you have people that are like, what about some people that are like, well, my internet was out for 13 hours and I prorated it and that's going to be a cost of 276 and I'd like to have that credited on my bill. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I would, I would, I would love to have like free five bucks, but like, I don't think I could have it on my soul. Like it makes me feel so bad to be mean to just like regular people it would just yeah. stain it would just stain my fucking day it's like okay like you have a grand theft auto mission you can go to a nursing home you find this one old guy and if you punch him in the face you get 10 bucks like i don't want the 10 bucks yeah i'm not gonna yeah, i'm not gonna make money. somebody i'm not gonna hurt somebody i'm not gonna yeah. make them feel bad well and, and you, you also to have to understand that like in regards to customer service and that's the only kind of job I've ever done. Uh, managers are hired to be brick walls. And I don't like think people understand that you can probably get more from being nice to the person that answers oh, yeah. than you can from yeah. the man. Because I've seen some managers. I well, mean, they just. The only. the only. I'm sorry, go ahead. I mean, they're just like, they soak up like psychic abuse and it like makes them more powerful, it seems like. <laughs> to me, I don't care how unfavorable it is. The only good manager is one where you tell them what you already said and they go and back you up. Yeah. Like I would say the wrong, like the, I would say the wrong policies and I would tell my manager and they were like, all right, we got to tell them no though. Cause you already said that we don't let people just walk in here and just tell us how shit's run. <laughs> <laughs> we tell them how we do shit around That's here. Nice. That's nice. That's the excellent. only good manager is one where you can tee them up and be like, you got to go in like strong arm. You got to like make them walk out of here with their tail between their legs <laughs> for asking for you. <laughs> they had me, the nice one. I was the baby face here. Yeah. They don't ever want. I mean, you don't just, you don't understand you like, you do not want the manager most times, you know? Um, I thought since it is December and, uh, you know, it'll be fun. Uh, I thought we'd cover the war on Christmas a little bit. Is it happening still? We're pre-Christmas and yes, I'm not doing a good job. I like Christmas. I have five articles about the war on Christmas so that it's... And, this here's the thing. These five articles I picked out of a hundred articles about the war on Christmas and opinion pieces. Of, like it's happening still on their end to them. There's like they're they're like a soldier that's stuck in their um, man cave thinking about the war on Christmas over and over again. It, it is. It's only one side. It's the most. It's the same thing with Thanksgiving. That's that uh, Trump was like. They're going to change the name of fucking Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They're like, trying to make it Friendsgiving. Yeah. Is that oh. what they're saying? Yeah, that's what they were worried about. I have heard people saying that. To, I, I think I heard it on Minion Death Cult. Yes. They Someone covered it. was mad about Friendsgiving. There were some articles written. There were some scuttlebutt. It's probably not sweeping the nation. But, yes, there is. Some, there, 
the fucking president did acknowledge it, though. <laughs> we call it friends. He's People like, we, just call it that. No, That's, we say Thanksgiving. The president, I proudly say Thanksgiving. I'm thankful for this shit. I'm not just friendly about it. I'm thankful for this oh, shit. Oh, wow. They, yeah, Friendsgiving is just when you when your friends come over. Because you're they, like... Cause they're you're, nervous because... All of their kids are more excited about Friendsgiving, and they keep their Friendsgiving dates, but like the family, all of a sudden they have uh, sicknesses that were probably hangovers. Their kids are are leaving Thanksgiving after two hours to do the Friendsgiving because the food's better. Jenny made some fresh green bean casserole for me (laughs) that isn't from a can, so I'm going to go over there. Right. What's like, so bad? Let's let's put ourselves first in the conservative mindset. Like, why why is Friendsgiving not as good as Thanksgiving? Like, it's we look. We all nobody's trying to change the name of it. We all know why we're here. We're here for Thanksgiving. I guess. Yeah. You know. But what is wrong? with a distinction between the one you do with your family that sucks and the one you do with your friends that kicks ass. Well, I mean, I have to I have to be honest like I am on the front lines this year. I did no family Thanksgiving. I only did Friendsgiving. Yeah, it was the shit. Me too. I'm, it was oh, only like wow, really? smiling happy faces of the people that I love without the miserable fucking relatives. It <laughs> was great. Well, I, at all there's no, yeah, there was no weird, yeah, there was no circumstances. No one had talked about like kneeling at football. Nobody had to, no, nobody showed me their gun. Like nothing. <laughs> it was great. No Colin Kaepernick talk at nothing. all. Huh? Yeah. Well, it, there was not a lot less sour cream, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's great. I I like the Thanksgiving with friends. I don't like sitting with like they're people losing. I'm forced to be around. And you're right, they're Remember, losing. So yeah, in Brave New World, Aldous Huxley's book, they get rid of like the nuclear family, which is like kind of a good idea. I love it. I love <laughs> because, it because like. I feel like I should convince my kid to like me. Like, I shouldn't force her to like me just because we have DNA. Like, I have to make, I have to, like, work on that relationship like everybody else. You sh- you need to be, you need to engage your kid in a way that's pro-social. Yeah. So they value their relationship with you. That it's, goes both ways. Right. I mean, our, our fucking, our parents' generation were so stupid. They're like, we're really big about family values, and it's like your family is so fucked up and dysfunctional, <laughs> and you've not. done nothing to address it at all. Like you're oblivious. Like they're so closed off, they're so stupid, and they just continue being arrogant assholes that don't look around. Like when they're all of their their grandbabies are in jail and having kids at fourteen and like fucking up everything. They're taking cut. Like their shit is fucked up. I I really don't know how these family first conservative people have anything to brag about because I mean, I'm not jealous at all of their lifestyle. I mean, really how much easier would it be if you could all, you know, take loads off for each other? You know what I mean? If it was like, yeah, man, Charlotte doesn't want to live with Brad anymore because he's a dick. She just comes and lives with me now. 
That's you know another what I mean? Aldous Huxley book. Yeah, Aldous Huxley. That's wrote, all it is. Island. He wrote the Island, and it was about <laughs> extended families where kids could be like take a little bit of break from their parents, which I'm pretty cool with actually. I, I like can, the idea. Charlotte wants too. to live with you for six we months. We can trade kids after Gwen is gone. If she needs to stay with you for six months, I could use the break. <laughs> we'll trade kids. My kid's like a break compared to a young kid. You know, yeah. you, like my kid would be a good assignment because she just sits in her bed all day. Yeah, she could just help me spend money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the first person, the first people that waged war on Christmas this year were the FAA. Who's that? Uh, the Federal Aviation Administration. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, between January 1st and November 23rd, the agency recorded 5,486 laser incidents. <laughs> people are oh, shooting that's... lasers in the fucking sky. <laughs> If I was, listen, they didn't oh. have lasers when I was a kid, <laughs> but if they had those fucking lasers, I would have absolutely been that little asshole. I would have gone out like and tried to aim the laser at the airplane because that's really, yeah. it's really funny. <laughs> like I got a fucking dude, I got a Facebook ad the other day and it's like, have you ever wanted a laser? that would burn paper and it was like a laser and you twist it and it's also a flashlight and they turned it and it illuminated like a whole building and it was like you can get two for 39.99 like i absolutely i would have taken all my spare change to thriftway or whatever and got like the laser <laughs> on mail order i would have fucking lasered the planes and they'd be like who was lasering these planes? Like, it was me. Yeah, my friend's grandma used to live by the airport, and we used to always want to go over there and shoot bottle rockets at the planes. Because that was, like, always a big thing when you were a kid. They'd be like, uh, they'd be like, uh, people shooting fireworks up by the airport or getting arrested for it. And we are like, oh, that's hilarious. Let's shoot fireworks <laughs> up by the airport. Yeah, I, <laughs> you know? I would have. I mean that's pathetic. Your little bottle rockets are going to hit those planes. I would have walked up with like a with like some sort of plans for building like a rocket that could take one down. <laughs> Did you get, when you guys see? Because uh, I know you guys are my age, uh, but I know you got online like later. Mm -hmm. Then I did. I got online super early and I used to go and get like anarchist cookbook. And so oh, they yeah. had all these plans and me and my friends would sometimes build this shit. Smoke, I think smoking banana leaves, the, yeah. the, the inside of banana scraping, smoking banana peels. It's yes, done banana more peel. damage to anarchism than anything in the history of the world. That was a science. Yeah, that wasn't like a setup. Well, we, it's just, we tried. It was the like a CIA only, shit. I figured the, it was. Yeah. Oh, was it yeah. really? Smoking peanut shells, too, was another one. Yeah. Cinnamon was probably, I think, made the debut in there, How to too. make napalm. Yeah. Uh, With the we did the, we did the napalm, though. The gasoline and the styrofoam yeah. together. <laughs> we did a lot of that. So, so I wanted to say, though, sorry, I want to go into the thick of it, though, in that with this story december really does like we need to have a national conversation about making all the rules different for this month i know <laughs> because uh my wife and your wife have a birthday the same exact week and i think that all december birthdays should be redistributed throughout the year because there's <laughs> no way that you can afford to do this shit and also do presents oh, and the other really. shit it's absolutely not a, yeah. and that's the same with like the plain stuff where it's like all right, but it's December, which means that, like, some guy is going to spend his retirement account 
to build a display that does like Slayer Christmas that has laser lights that shoot into the stratosphere. What? Like, what? and you have to, planes have to deal with that. That's December shit. Like, don't fly in December if you don't want to deal with laser lights. That's just how we get down. I mean, if I was a war on Christmas guy, which I am not, I don't think there's a war on Christmas. Um, the thing that would bother me the most, I think, I, I think a thing that bothers me the most, this is maybe my most traditional guy opinion. But I, like, hate those giant inflatables, and I hate the laser light, the people that just reflect laser the projector their house that just goes like, it's like, fuck this, man. This isn't Christmas. Like, do you, Christmas a, lights take time, and it's effort, and it's hard to do. It's not just laying something outside and saying, check it out, you know? Do you do, you do the Christmas lights? No, I don't do Christmas lights, but I feel like if you do Christmas lights, you should do the fucking Christmas. If I did them, I would fucking do it. I would get up there and I'd staple the fucking things to the gutter and have like a whole Christmas lights display. See, I've I've done Christmas lights on the porch, just on the porch. I'm not going to get all the way up on the roof. And I've and then that was like the first year we lived in our house. It's like, ah, let's be festive because everybody because we live kind of in the suburbs. Right. And it's like everybody's being festive. We'll do that. And then I was like, well, and then the next year. I was like, all oh, the lights are all fucked up and tangled and like <laughs> broken, whatever. And I was like, I figured out the solution. I'm going to get nets and I'm going to put nets on the bushes. So I threw some mm, nets out on the bushes right. and those worked pretty well. We did those for a couple of years. And then I was like, I need to go like minimal and put just a very small, but it was a fake tree, but I put it on the porch, but I just put lights on the fake tree. And then... My daughter was rustling for like years and years. She's like, I want the lasers. And I was like, no, I don't want to get, I'm no, I'm not going to buy that. We have the nets. The nets are in the garage. Go untangle the nets. <laughs> and then finally, she literally went on Amazon and she found it and she got the link. She's like, the lasers are like $19.99. And I was like, fine, I got it. We have the lasers. Furious about in the that. lasers rock. <laughs> I think yeah. that I just don't think you. I mean, Drew, you're a non-traditional guy. I'm just saying that, like, if you're a fucking guy that's fighting the war on Christmas on the Christmas side, right? And you got lasers. Fuck you. you know, oh not, yeah, not you yeah. personally. No, I think totally. It's fine if you do lasers, totally. No, if you're gonna stand up for Christmas, get up there on the ladder <laughs> and do your Christmas. Go get your Christmas tree and get all of your antique ornaments that are heirlooms. You have to do it. If you're not doing it, then you're opposing Christmas. Yeah. you're you're being neutral on a moving train. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. if. I just think the inflatable things have become this like blight on society. I think they look bad. Yeah, I, and it's every holiday now. They'll put a turkey one for Thanksgiving. Not yet. Turkey can't be commodified. <laughs> Nobody likes fucking turkeys. No one wants to look at them. Tur Thanksgiving is pretty pure. <laughs> Halloween has been bastardized forever. There's Nightmare Before Christmas. There's Oogie Boogies and like uh, um, uh, Beetlejuice sandworms that are inflatables now. Uh, I don't know. Here's what I have to say. I feel like as a, uh, experienced designer myself, uh, the laser lights, the projector, it's, it's all tools. It's all a collage. It's all putting together an experience. 
And the inflatables are obnoxious. When someone just is like, I spent $600 on my Lowe's credit card <laughs> to put Yoda next to Yukon Cornelius in my fucking front yard. It sucks. It's like, you didn't do shit, man. You just want to run up there and stab those fucking I things. Do too. I hate them. The, but the fucking minion Christmas. There's a house. I in- have them, though. I, I am pro-inflatable. I, I have a narwhal and I have a penguin. My daughter hugs them before she leaves for school. Aww. She loves Loves them. I mean, and I, they're a part of our Christmas experience. I do, I do put up lights, I do put up inflatables, and I have a projector because it's like that's fine. Cheap fun. You know about cheap fun, dude, right? It's like no. when I went to Aldi, they had projector lights for nine ninety nine, and it's like you put this out in front of your house, and then the whole thing is covered in snowflakes. Easy buy. See, that's an easy buy. Now you're making it feel like I'm being a dick and saying like. People who do this don't care about Christmas. And no, that there's is a like cheap... totally not what I'm saying. No, it's nuanced. I mean, you're yeah. I mean, I'm saying that like if you're this person that like fucking thinks that the Starbucks cup should say Merry Christmas instead of Merry Coffee or Happy Holidays, <laughs> if you're like one of these people and all you can fucking muster is a Snoopy inflatable on your front lawn, <laughs> fuck you. You know, f- fuck. You're not even like a soldier at all. Yeah, yeah. Make that. Yeah. And Mary, right. Mary, coffee is the worst fucking thing it's I've ever seen. It it, though. It's funny. I saw it on the cup today, and I was just like, Mary, coffee. Like this Who is says not going to make anybody happy. It's Starbucks cups. It's Starbucks. Really? I was walking. I was walking through the grocery. Mary, coffee. Mary, coffee. <laughs> Mary, coffee. That's weird. They have the Starbucks in the grocery store. And I was walking by and it said Merry Coffee in the extra one. And then you go in the other side because it's like a standing sign. The other side says, what does it say? It says like Happy New Yum or something. What the fuck is your problem? I just knew. I know that Merry Coffee is on the cups. And I was like, this isn't going to make anybody happy. I mean, like, anybody who's anti-Christmas is going to look at that and be like, what does this mean? (laughs) Did you you see, I'm sure you saw, uh, when they got Starbucks for all the cops and Starbucks typed it into their computer to say pig on the cops? Yeah, but that's now become like a whole thing. Yeah, Yeah. you see, yeah, there was a resolution of that. Yeah, yeah. She didn't do it. Well, somebody knew the person. Somebody yeah. did it as a jokey joke. Okay. Somebody that worked there thought it was funny, like to call them a pig, and then right. it was, like turned into a national catastrophe that got their boss fired. Yeah, yeah. Oh man. The latest battlefront in the war on Christmas is South Sutter Charter School in Northern California. Brooklyn Benzel, a 13-year-old eighth grader, was told she could not perform an instrumental version of "Joy to the World" because the song is too religious. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I love this shit. Yes. This is my favorite kind of shit. Because listen, like liberals, this is the shitty thing about liberals is they would be like, oh, these fucking progressives are going too far. We got to, you know, we got to give a little to get a little. And I'm like, no, we need some fucking radical school administrators (laughs) to say the joy to the world (laughs) instrumental (laughs) is too religious. (laughs) We need that. Honey, mm, no, honey, that's a bad idea. That seems, that's not secular enough for what we do here. (laughs) 
It's just not for our our program. If you're going to send your kid to a fucking charter school and you're that Christian, why don't you send them to yeah, a Christian yeah, school? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are religious religious schools. Yeah, yeah, stick to your own kind. <laughs> <laughs> the education <laughs> special. What, what? All the Lord has come. Got it. Yeah, they, I yeah. Mean, I was going through the song. Me. It doesn't even fucking offend me. I was going through the song in my head. The saying, Lord is born now. The Lord has come. Let er, no. Well, the first time they say the Lord is born, born, and then they said the Lord. Let's receive the King or some shit like joy to but, the world. Yeah. The Lord is born. But it, but it's come. the Lord has come, and has that's come. like that's jacking off. So that's <laughs> he's, he's new to Christmas. I, th- I am. I actually am. This is the first year I'm caring about it. So anyway, but, the, but yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, the Jesus stuff is really just about the sun. So it's re- like, like when they say the sun, they literally mean like Cro-Magnon people trying to make sense of a glowing bright ball thing in the sky. They're talking about the sun, right? Yeah, the, the education earth- specialist said the song might be deemed inappropriate because it might be too religious. Um, so that was her statement. She and thought then, it was going to offend somebody. So, yeah. So this daughter, this 13-year-old, Nobody's Brooklyn Benzel, uh, her her mom is running for Congress. Oh, no. And uh, they told me the Savior in heaven might be crossing the line, is what she said on Todd Starnes. So she used her kid to get yeah, some publicity yep, yep. for her because no, that's they perfect. said in the story also they shouldn't they should have let her play that song though really is that a is that really like no one's gonna be turned on to fucking Christianity from this stupid song <laughs> but it's the, it, the instrumental if it is the, it if, also an instrumental <laughs> if she if, sang the words but it's just true, like, a little melody unless and you don't like, know, if you don't know it you yeah, don't know it yeah like and my kid wouldn't be able to sing along she doesn't know about the Lord has come right right I'm just saying it's I think it's funny when they tell them. I like I I you like want the idea no more? of the school administrator saying, "Don't you pray before this test." I, I, get off your knees, sick and tired. <laughs> stop, stop, stop praying. <laughs> like it's I like always ripping some kid up by the arms and like refuse to stop praying. <laughs> it makes pushing them. They pushing them down onto their knees at football games and then hauling them up by their collar when they start to pray before the test. Yeah. So the school suggested that Brooklyn consider playing a more secular holiday tune like Jingle Bells. That's not acceptable. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. It doesn't go as hard. What? It doesn't Jingle go as harder hard. harder than Joy to the World. Actually. Jingle Bells are like redundant. It's like fast. You know, it's like row, row, row your boat. It's like get fucking going nuts on this. I think, I mean. Jing- Jingle Bells is pretty hype. Because everybody knows Jingle Bells, and you can really, and then it's all it's about, about the being... tension and release, because you go, and you're like, yeah, through the snow, one horse, oh, Jingle Bells, and you're like, yes! If you're a but kid, you're like, yes! Jingle Bells is about, like, a fucking long car ride, we but, but, like, Joy to the World is, like, next level shit. It's like soul music. Yeah. Is what you're saying. Yeah, that goes there. So, Imagine if you actually played soul music at a christmas concert like the straight like the four four like like that like that shit that's what everybody's doing then you actually had something that was like even minimally funky like everybody would lose their shit they would be like there really is a war on christmas (laughs) i know Uh, so uh the next thing is walmart had to apologize this year which 
they're always apologizing because they let people sell shit on well, their site. I mean, when you're number one, everyone's gunning for you. <laughs> Are they number one still? I mean, who? Everyone shops there. You have no other option. Amazon's number one. Is Amazon number one? They're at number one. They're way bigger than Walmart. Okay. At okay. This point. They Fair. were selling. Uh, they I mean, had, for like walking in places, like there's still people that have to do walking in business. Yeah, I mean that's the financial situation. Is that like people still rely on WalMarts for a lot of stuff? Yeah, so they let you sell shit on the Walmart site like and buy and buy buddy. and buy glasses and buy pretzels and <laughs> all kinds of shit. <laughs> yeah, Walmart does fucking everything. Yeah, man. but they let in, they let third party sellers sell things on Walmart.com. Yeah, Amazon yeah. has a similar scheme. They're like copying off of them, where that like you anyone can sell what they want through Amazon, and Walmart has open vendors. This happens a lot because they were selling like Blue Lives Matter and Antifa shit through Walmart before, mm-hmm. and it was a big controversy. And then Walmart was like, "I mean, we're not in charge. Like, we don't sell that at the store or nothing. <laughs> we just charge those people ten percent to get it to you." You know, you know what you could do if you wanted to absolutely drive some people insane is go on Spreadshirt or Teespring or wherever and make up one or make up one off shirts that are like uh you know and first off there's like stuff you can't say on the internet so I won't say that but just make up designs that's like hey uh you know, cops are actually against all the people, and then hang them on the rack. Match the color, find the color of the shirt, hang it on the rack at Walmart, and take a picture. Says cops and, are killers. Yeah, co- right. Hey, kids and babies, like s- girls, seven to fourteen. Like I'm a cop killer, and I'm cute. <laughs> like, like at Walmart, they've got the shirts that say like "Too dumb for math." You just hang a shirt over it that says. I stomp the American flag. You gotta love me. <laughs> well, what and then you take the picture and you put it on the conservative Facebook and they'll lose their fucking shit. They'll be like, actually, Walmart is selling this in the store. That's actually, that. well, this is what happened here. The ugly sweater craze of America that I hate, and that's another thing I'm going to start yelling You're at. right. I hate ugly sweaters. You're right. It's, it's, it's the same low effort shit. Yeah. yeah. Back in the days when I was a hipster, when it was the, still the 90s, <laughs> you went to the store and you actually found something ugly. You didn't pay for tipsy elves to, to send something to your house. Right. Well, they made a sign, which is actually a cool, ugly sweater, sort of, if I would ever decide to wear one, with a snowman sitting on a couch with three lines of coke in front of him that said, let it snow. <laughs> And Walmart had to apologize oh. because it was on their site. And I was like, that's actually a slip through the cracks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Things slipped through the cracks. All right. So Breit Bart. Well, I wanted to, well, I wanted to say, because someone did mention this uh, and it was, it stuck out to me. Someone in the chat, Casey Gab Salad says Walmart oil, oil changes are prole as fuck. Yeah. A lot of people have said that like their oil changes are super cheap and good. I just my, never have done it. My dad changed our oil when we lived in an apartment my dad was the guy that changed and did all of the maintenance in the apartment complex parking lot and when i graduated from school and went on my own at 18 i was like dad you need to teach me how to do an oil change and he was like 
Walmart does it for seventeen ninety five, and I don't think you can do that cheaper. You're by yourself. He's like, you just look for the coupon and just go get it done there, son. That's how you get your oil changed. <laughs> like, I do Groupon a lot, but you know <laughs> my car. Uh, Amazon is touting a new children's book narrating the birth of Jesus Christ as its number one new release in children's Christian holiday fiction. Fiction. Well, that sounds good. Yeah, finally. The book, The First Christmas, by Breitbart Rome Bureau Chief Thomas D. Williams, is an illustrated children's poem describing the nativity of Jesus in anapestic tetrameter, the same poetic meter used in Clement Clark Moore's classic Christmas poem, A Visit from St. Nicholas. Unlike A Visit from St. Nicholas and other holiday poems, however, Williams' book actually tells the nativity story exactly as recounted in the Gospels of St. Luke and Matthews without the addition of fictional embellishments. By calling the work holiday fiction, therefore, Amazon would seem to suggest it believes that the birth of Jesus, as recounted in the Christian Bible, is simply an imaginative fabrication. Got him. Somebody had some categorizer. Are there more aggrieved people that like they say that the left is whiny all the time and they put a book about a ghost man that lives in the sky (laughs) in the fiction section and they got mad about it. Yeah, they're pissed. The last one is just a little uh, New York Times update about the Wisconsin State House. Uh, they, uh, the the co- Congress, the Democratic governor in 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 Wisconsin, is calling the the Christmas tree a holiday tree, and uh, the oh, Republicans no. are pissed off about it and yelling in Congress <laughs> that it's actually a Christmas tree. And there is a fight, like they're doing editor, they're swapping editorials and op ed pages about the holiday tree or Christmas tree. So I thought. Uh, I would throw that one in there too. So there's clearly a hot war on Christmas. There's clearly a hot war on Christmas out there. Big deal. These damn libs are trying to end it by making uh, Silent Night illegal. And uh, I don't know. I mean, we had a situation the other day, right, where one of our friends they they don't they told their kids that Santa's not real from like the very beginning. And now all the other, they, like, the other parents were sort of worried. They were like, oh, what if they tell my kids? And it's like, it'll just strengthen their belief. Like, if you tell a Christian that God's not real, they don't go like, oh, well, I guess God's not real. Just like if a kid tells another kid that Santa's not real, it's not going to, like, convince them that Santa's not real. No, I had, I remember, uh, well, and this was actually my first. Hold on, let me, I'm sorry, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. Get in there. Do your story. No, uh, no, I was going to say, uh, when I was a kid, I remember I went I went to Catholic school. I lived in a bad neighborhood, quote unquote bad neighborhood, uh, when I was a, a little kid, and my folks sent me to Catholic school, and I just went there with the understanding that, like, I'm not Catholic, and none of us believe in this stuff, and I went there, and I remember there was a moment where I was like, oh, like, you guys are, like, like you really believe in all this stuff, like all the stories and stuff like, Oh shit. And then like, then they found out it was about that time. They found out that I wasn't Catholic and they wouldn't let me eat the cracker, the communion, but they let me like, I don't know. There was some mistake. Anyway, I did. I went up and I ate it, which is like totally haram. 
and I'm like, I shouldn't have done it, but I didn't know at the time because I was like six or seven. Well, that's just going to be why you go to hell. <laughs> but I remember, so I went through Catholic school and I was like, yeah, you know, I'm not Catholic. It's cool. Um, right? Like I should still be good to people, whatever else. And I remember I was in fifth grade and I switched schools and I went to like secular public school. And then I remember a friend of mine who was always trying to do wrestling slams on me and he was always like trying to grapple with me and I was like, I'm cool. But uh, he brought a book to school and he was like, you need to read this. This is going to convince you about god and it was a book and it was called christian evidences and it was this fucking tome and the book was the size of the bible i was like i've seen the bible i'm not gonna read this this is by some guy named like marcus or some shit and uh he's like you need to read this all and this will convince you and i was like i'm not gonna read this and you need to keep your hands off me i don't want to do suplex i'm gonna look up uh christian i'm gonna get this book i think so i can figure out uh what the christian evidence was that he was giving them (laughs) (laughs) i'm sure it i i mean i'm sure it was like uh you know there was a guy who was a leper and it's like i but that was in that was in the bible (laughs) yeah i read that story yeah like i've been on vacation i think everybody at least before phones was on vacation and you would go somewhere like gatlinburg tennessee (laughs) like if you're from around here you would go to some shitty place that you could get to in a day and there would be nothing to do there and you would get the bible and you were like i'll read this i guess (laughs) (laughs) i've never read any of the bible because i don't understand it I just don't think I have the brain to understand the Bible. It, I've opened it up and like started to look through it, and it's like, what is what is this person fucking talking about? I don't like. I can't figure it out. So that's well. Sorry, no go. I'm I did want to say somebody shared uh, Tay from the the Facebook group shared this week at, at her school. Uh, mm-hmm. Here's the headline. Park Slope parents outrage after teacher tells first graders that Santa Claus isn't real. <laughs> <laughs> oh. That makes sense, though, was, dude. A substitute teacher. Um, the, the scuttlebutt around town is that he was a weird teacher. He had interesting nicknames for some of the students. But apparently this week he went on a diatribe where he said that the Tooth Fairy and Santa Claus are not real. Oh, <laughs> that's badass. He made the, the entire class. Oh, that I, maybe will change them though. That prob that is that's the cool type of thing that would actually change the kids' that's mind. Cool, yeah, I think a person yeah. in authority say it. It's funny. You'll realize later in life how awesome it was that that happened. Yeah. Um, Parents but, don't like get that like there's some parts of childhood that are bad and you just think that they're like you look back on them fondly like I had parts of my childhood that were shit and then I look back on it and I'm but, like oof that was I was talking I was talking <laughs> to your wife though but uh, Gwen like broke down in tears when you told her right about yeah Santa. she was pissed be- yes it made her very she felt sad betrayed because I. I don't think she wanted me to tell her, right? So it yeah. was like, yeah, she was getting to this age where it was like, if I don't fucking tell her, she's gonna be a weirdo kid, right? It's like I had to, I, and and I think she was like eight, and I was like, I gotta tell you something, kid. Like, there's no Santa Claus. That's not like a thing. Me and your parents go and we spend money we don't have on these gifts, and that's all it is. And she cried. 
because she was just like, why did you have to tell me? And it's like, because your expectations are too high and I'm broke. Because that's kind of the shittiest thing about Santa is like, when when the children truly believe that it comes from a magical place in the North Pole and Santa has elves make it, which I don't yeah. believe any kid really believes. But anyway, but when they truly believe that, then their expectation for what they get for Christmas can get fucking crazy, you know? Yeah. And, and they also, don't feel like it's a burden to you. No. And when you reveal it, they're like, oh, this is like a burden that my parents have been bearing for eight years. Yeah, and it was just like, I didn't want her to go to school and be like, yeah, but you guys are all excited about Santa coming? And all the kids be like, okay, weirdo. <laughs> like, yeah. You still believe in Santa Claus? That was what well, I, was. I had to... I'm, I'm I, setting my kid up for that, though. I had to... I'm a never tell parent. I'm never going to tell her. Because my mom has never told me in okay. my life. My mom okay. never did, and I'm never going to do it for my kid either. I, my parents never told us. Really? They yeah. still address gifts to Santa when we were 18 years old? <laughs> My mom will give me a gift from Santa this year for sure. That, uh, that's nice. I love though. it. I like that. <laughs> yeah. we, had to, we had to tell our daughter. She was probably eight, Brian. She was about that age. That's a good age to be. And I think it was the same thing. I think that all of her classmates were like already kind of rumbling around like, oh, you know, Santa Claus isn't real. It's just your mom and dad. Yeah. And uh, so they were already rumbling around and she already knew. She already had an inkling, but she didn't want to tell us because she thought that if she revealed that she knew the secret behind Santa Claus, that she would not get any Christmas presents. That's, yeah. what, that's, that's what, what I think, think really happened with and, Gwen in the end was that like, it was sort of like, oh shit, I'm gonna start getting less Christmas presents now. Like, because- Like you're gonna, and we, <laughs> so we were walking, I remember it. I remember the moment, cause you remember these moments in your life. We were walking through the park because it was, uh, I guess it must have been three years ago. It was right when Pokemon Go came out. So we were all going through the park, like, on our phone, like, get this little fucking Pikachu and stuff. And uh, my wife, Natalie, she was like, well, you know, uh, Christmas is coming up and you want this and you want this Pokemon Sun and Moon. And my kid's like, yeah. And she's like, well... So the whole thing is that like Santa Claus is just like a myth and like the whole thing is that we didn't want you to feel weird at school because the kids probably say Santa isn't real and she's like, yeah, they do. And she was like, well, you're still going to get Pokemon for Christmas, but you should know, right, just like because of your peer group that and my kid was like, yeah, I knew. But I got the idea that she didn't want to make it known to us that she knew yeah. that yeah. it wasn't real because she was terrified. She was like, if I fuck this up, I'm not getting any more Pokemon ever. Yeah, yeah. that's, that's uh, life lessons. Yeah, I mean, that's how I felt with Gwen. I don't think she was necessarily sad, sad. I think that she was sort of like... I think she I'm, thought it changed. I'm things. not. I'm not at eight yet. I do have to say, I'm not there yet. We'll see how it works out. I mean, but at this point, like, I'm just gonna rock through it because I think it'll work. I think that I can spin it around. Because she already told me she was like. She said earlier today she was like Evelyn in class said that Santa Claus isn't real, and I said, well, not everybody believes in Santa Claus, and that's up to them, you know. 
Like, the, you know, like, and you've already issued the denial. No, but it wasn't a denial. It was very neutral. It's like, well, some people. Yeah, like some people don't believe in magic. You do want her to figure it out, though. You know what I mean? I think. I don't care. I mean, I know she will. It's that eventually yeah. she will. But um, uh, I, I don't. For something about it for me is that it still is like a part of the Christmas spirit and that I think that the I think that the ugly like let's crush it let's never have let's never do it it's damaging I don't I'm just not in that camp I think that there is there's a place for that kind of mischievousness and for that kind of caring and kindness and those kind of feelings and those like the the spirit of Santa Claus like giving more and extra is like I believe in that stuff. That's what it is for me. Yeah, still, Santa's you know? better than Jesus. Yeah, you know Santa's I mean? better than Jesus That's for sure. That's how I feel too. You know? you know, it's once a year. It's like it sucks that it's once a year. It's not all the time, but uh, you know, it, it is. It's not. It's Santa Claus isn't just like gifts under the tree. Santa Claus is like you know a lot of other shit to me. To me, like I'm being. I now, think as long as someone that believes in Santa, someone that believes in Santa still. You still, yeah. You never had the official Santa denial. I just call. I. It's I, like the same way. It's like I think the God, God, and the universe are like one and the same. Like it's just an inner, inner uni, It's just like an interchangeable thing. It's. You know, it's just a way of describing these untangible things in our lives, you know? I think that Santa Claus, I think that the morality part of Santa Claus, where you say Santa Claus knows if you're being naughty, because I reject the idea of being naughty. <laughs> yeah. I reject, like, the Christmas immorality. Like, I don't think that there's any room... Like, no, the idea of Christmas for me is, like, forgiving, right? Yeah. The idea that you have your friends and your family and you love them and it doesn't matter if your kid, like, lied to you six times in a row about if she put all of her dirty socks in the laundry and you go up in a room and there's still dirty socks in her laundry. Yeah. And you have to take them down and wash them like... Santa Claus doesn't fit into that for me. Like well, Santa Claus is all love and all toys. That's what, well, yeah, Santa, yeah, that's what it is. It's it's like Santa Claus gives you gifts for being good, and so as long as I'm giving gifts to people for being good that have like that I, in my life that I love, like I'm being Santa Claus. That's makes makes me believe Santa Claus because that's coming from a place where like I value somebody or like I want to reach out and share something with them or let them know that like they've been good this year, you know, as they are not like trying to be better than everybody else or, you know, using it as, you know, I, I use I, it I, as a weapon. I don't think I, using it as a weapon is a good, well, it's, it's not good. Well, I want to say we did. We talk don't, about we that. don't do that. Right. We talked about that on teen fight. And uh, after I said it, I did realize that it was sort of like a really fucking super mean thing to do that I did. And uh, to say you're going to call up Santa Claus and say you're not getting Christmas <laughs> presents. And Gwen was screaming and screaming and screaming oh. and screaming. I would take my phone out and tell her I was filming it for Santa Claus. Oh, no. And then she would like, like, she would like straighten out like a board, very stiff. And like, just try not to show any emotion at all so that Santa Claus wouldn't see it. And, like, uh, I think about it now, and I'm like, man, she really believed in Santa Claus. Like, it seemed so trivial to me 
because I don't believe in Santa Claus. I know it's fake and I was just using something. But when I think about it now, it's like, ah, oh, man, that was fucking mean. That was like something I should have done. Yeah, it's a hard line. But we all, we all fuck up as parents. Like, I, I, like, I'm not saying I feel like super. Like, no. like a super big guilt it's for not, it, but yeah. I did realize how wrong it was when I did it after I said it out loud, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right. Well, thanks we're for done. listening to Street Fight Radio. If you want to see us live, we're going to have Drew with us later this month, Dece- December 27th. That's a Friday night. Garbage Brain University is going to be performing live. The Trillbillies are going to be performing live. Lindsey Martin is going to be performing live. It's going to be a... Uh, a night like you've never seen before. It's happening at Ruby Tuesday in Columbus, Ohio. You can get tickets at store.streetfightradio.com. Um, come hang with the gang. It's going to be awesome. Where where can we find your stuff, Drew? Garbagebrainuniversity.com. Uh, we just had Brett on last week, and was uh, it, it was a lot of fun. Brian, we're going to try to get you on sometime as soon as you get free time between Brian's all of your side projects 70 podcasts <laughs> when brian's not yeah i'm recording yeah. two tomorrow jesus <laughs> christ but yeah thanks again for having me on it's always a blast you guys i wanted to bring this up sorry real quick before we go there was there's a santa claus version of veggie tales have you seen the saint nicholas thing no no i can't verify this via via wikipedia or anything else but Veggie Tales tells a version of Saint Nicholas that was this guy that lived in the Mediterranean that robbed rich people and took all the money and gave it to poor people on like the twenty on the winter on the solstice. Right? Hey, like it all lined story. up. Yeah. But I don't I have to find there's no DVD of it. And I watched it one time when I was like on acid as a fucking <laughs> twenty year old. So if you're a listener and you know where to get this. Yeah, find the VeggieTales Saint Nicholas if you know which one I'm talking about. But it was like a Robin Hood story, and that was like my favorite Santa Claus I've ever seen. <laughs> of course. And I, I want to see it again. I really do want to see it again. <laughs> we are Street Fire Radio. I'm Brett, he's Brian. That's Drew. We'll see you on Sunday for the call-in show. Peace. When I was a child, everything was magical. I believed in Santa Claus. It really was fantastical. We couldn't wait to open up the gifts around the tree. Mom and Dad were there with us, smiling joyfully. But now I'm all grown up and Christmas is really annoying I remember caroling and sliding down the hill skating on the pond you know it really was a thrill but now the thrill is gone and all my credit cards are maxed I'm running here running there there's no time to relax cause I'm all Grown up and Christmas is really annoying, annoying, annoying. They advertise the whole year long. Annoying, annoying. Let's apologize to Jesus for what went wrong. It's time to celebrate the coming of the first We're all supposed to sing the song But no one knows the words Should all acquaintance be forgotten 
to mind It's time to wrap the season up and leave it all behind Cause I'm all grown up And Christmas is really annoying You know that Christmas is really annoying 